are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's the Locked On Eagles podcast, as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Wednesday edition of the show alongside my co-host Gino Camilleri. It's episode number three of five. Download it into your phone wherever you subscribe to Locked On Eagles. It can be Odyssey, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. We are available on all platforms as well as on YouTube throughout the week. Make sure you subscribe to our Locked On Eagles YouTube page. We're on Twitter at Locked On Birds, at DBLCLOE, and at GC24 underscore football. We did stock up, stock down yesterday. We recapped the Eagles' loss to the 49ers on Sunday slash Monday. And Gino, Wednesday is normally the day that we transition into the next matchup. And it's early this year compared to other years. We've had to normally wait for the Eagles in their big rivalry matchups, especially with Dallas towards the end of the season. But this year in 2021, Dallas week comes around week three, and it's on Monday night football. That's a pretty good debut, especially for a lot of young Eagles players that haven't really got a taste for this rivalry yet. It's kind of exciting. This is the earliest I can remember it back to the Sam Bradford season when Ooh, they faced what off a in week two. Disastrous game, <laughs> awful game. I was so oh. ready for that game. I remember, I literally remember it vivid as day. Like I yeah. was living in my college house at the time, and our neighbors that lived across the street saw me in the Eagles jersey, and oh, they said, "Oh, big game today." I said, "Yeah, I can't wait. I'm walking in with a couple six packs," and then it was just a disaster, and ended up drinking in sorrow more than anything. I was going to say, and then all those six packs were gone. Yeah, literally. But no, here we go again, Lou. And this is a very interesting state for both of these teams, both sitting at one and one right now. I think yep. that that win over the Chargers, that's pretty impressive win. We both uh, have high hopes of the Chargers this year. Absolutely. But at the same time, I think the Eagles in Dallas did kind of the same thing where both of their game plans in week one to week two vastly differed from week to week. Right. So here we are again going to guess what our opponent is going to do and then we're sitting here guessing at what we're going to do against this team yes Dallas does have their weaknesses but we don't really know what the foundation of either of these teams are yet you know we're still trying to map out the blueprints and get and get more evidence on both of these teams yeah 100 percent. you know I totally agree and it's going to be a really exciting game to preview throughout the week. We've got our crossover Thursday tomorrow with Marcus Mosher of Locked On Cowboys. We have Locked On QB1 on Friday as well. This is a Monday night game, guys, so remember, too, we'll have another show pregame on Monday morning as well. So we've got a, some more shows this week when it comes to this matchup compared to other games. Gino, before we kind of take a first look at Dallas week in segment two and three, we got to start. Well, yes, we're going to be talking draft throughout the year as well, not only because the Eagles are in a rebuilding year where, you know, we're kind of like we say all the time on the show, answering questions. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, long term questions. It's the most important part of the season. But it's also because we have a look at other teams that impact the Eagles draft a lot this year. Mm -hmm. The Miami Dolphins and the Indianapolis Colts, the Eagles could own, they definitely own the Dolphins' first-round pick in 2022, and they could own the Colts depending on if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps this year. And a look at some injury updates on both of their quarterbacks today. Gino, I think one is bad news for the Eagles, and one 
development outside of, you know, never an injury is good news, but it is good news for the Eagles in the sense of the position of this draft pick. We'll start with the Colts and an update on Carson Wentz. Do you know this guy didn't just suffer one sprained ankle on Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams? He sprained, or I should say, um, well, what's the right word I'm looking for here? Sprained or yeah, he had a high ankle sprain. A high ankle sprain on both ankles. He did not practice today. He says he's trying to give it a go for Sunday. This pick, man, is not looking good when it comes to turning into a first round pick from what it is right now. That is a second round pick. I just. He's holding on for dear life. He's gotten through two games, but I don't know if he's going to get to 75% or 70 and they make the playoffs. They're already 0-2. It, I'm glad that at the same time it isn't our problem anymore to deal with Carson Wentz, but at the same time, like we still have to worry about his snap count week in right. and week out. you know. And I'm glad we kind of got off the Titanic before it hit the iceberg in terms of having to battle back from not having your starting quarterback before the season started and then once again now could you imagine if he was in philadelphia right now lou Mm. things would be going crazy in the media people would be still asking the same questions and i think people are asking the same questions if he can be a reliable player to be on the field for each week and we're sitting here trying to get to that 70 percent number or 75 if they don't make the playoffs and without your starting quarterback it's going to be difficult so that condition that was in on the trade I I think we all know why it was there but at the same time if they are without him and we don't get that first we want the Colts to be as bad as possible so their second is higher and then you look at Miami there's a chance Lou that right now that if Tua doesn't come back and they can't figure out their game that that could be a a top 10 pick and I wouldn't even be shocked Yeah, I agree. Currently, right now, if you take a look at the three picks the Eagles could have, because Carson Wentz has played over 75% of the snaps throughout the first two weeks, so the Eagles would have the Colts pick. That's fifth overall right now. The Dolphins pick is at ninth overall, and the Eagles pick is at 13. So this team right now would have two top 10 picks. Obviously, it's only two weeks in. I know that. But it's just cool to look at and to track all year as we're going to. They would have two top ten picks right and now. And as much as we love the draft, Lou, like it right, would be of course. A dis- I mean, I, mean, I did a, I did a mock draft it. yesterday, so I'm <laughs> not going to lie, man. You're yeah, sick. I'm sick. Of, it was mock draft Monday, man. What can I say? So the Eagles would have two top ten picks and three top fifteen total. Yeah, we got to remember the Miami pick. That's the one the Eagles are guaranteed to have. And with Tua fracturing his ribs. He's out for Sunday. Jacoby Brissett's going to start against the Red Hot Raiders. I mean, that's a team you have to root against all year long. They got smacked by the Bills last week and go Las Vegas this week. And to see how New England is playing, Lou, I think they're playing at a little bit of a higher trajectory than most people thought. And even though, I mean, that is a tough game that they played against them the first week, there's a chance that Miami could be 0-2 right now, you know? And we can be sitting here talking about an even higher pick with Tua Tonga-Bailoa being out. And I say in Philadelphia, like, let's handle our business. And then if those picks turn out to be lower than where you are in Philly, it only goes to show how smart of a move that was for Howie Roseman last year. Because not only that, Lou, you got Devontae Smith through that move because you Mm -hmm. were able to kind of have that optionality, is how he loves to talk about, to move back and then move back up because you had that additional third-round pick. And now that you could have two top-ten picks in Devontae Smith and then whatever it is for Miami next year. And... All in all, you have a collection of premium picks for a Mm -hmm. young team that is just on the precipice of 
performing at a high level these last two weeks. They're close, man. Like if they could continue to add primary priority players in those top two premier rounds, mm-hmm. they're not going to be too far away from being able to compete, Lou. And we talked about this on the ultimate uh, crossover that we had to do because we had some technical difficulties in the NFC East, of course. But <laughs> our good friend Landon over at Lockdown Cowboys was saying that this team has shown a lot more than he had expected. And that was kind of the sentiment from around the host of the NFC East. And Lou, I think we're on the same page saying that I think we're a little farther beyond where we thought we would be but at the same time we still have a lot of questions to brush up on but it's clear that the personnel is getting better and i think that's a huge indication and a huge bonus moving into this season yeah and it would be a lot nicer next year if you could kind of build the young pieces that you really don't have on defense with potentially three first round picks next year stingley jr kyle hamilton get an edge rusher a safety a corner of course you know determining what happens with Jalen Hurts this year as well. Hopefully you don't have to move those picks to get a quarterback. But yeah, it would be nice if Carson Wentz could get through the season playing 75% of the snaps. But Gino, it kind of reminds me of Deshaun Jackson in 2019, where instead of just getting the surgery, Deshaun Jackson kept trying to rehab that hernia, right? Mm. Because there was so much riding on that year. Like He came back to Philadelphia to be that... You know, that Jenga piece, that deep threat Carson Wentz didn't have to, you know, rewrite his story in Philadelphia and win a Super Bowl, and he didn't want to miss any time. There was too much at stake. It reminds me a lot of Carson Wentz in Indianapolis this year, where this guy, he has two sprained ankles right now, and he's trying to play on Sunday. It just feels like there's too much at stake for Carson Wentz this year, trying to prove everybody wrong that he's got to be out there in his mindset. And that might end up not helping the Eagles because he's never going to get fully healthy. And so if he's always going to be battling this, he might be in and out of the lineup or just eventually totally re-injure it like Deshaun did eventually against Chicago when he came when he came back too premature. Or even Carson once with that back injury, man. I mean, sure. time, time is a flat circle when it comes to this guy. I feel like we're having the same discussions year in and year out on him and Well, I get it, it, like why he wants to be out there. I mean, he has a lot riding on it. But for the Eagles, it's it would almost I don't want to say be better if he just healed this thing and got out right now. But it just, you know, it's piling up. The foot injuries just it's leading. It started in the offseason and it's continuing into the regular season and he's getting beat up every week. Totally is, man. And doesn't it make you appreciate a guy like Jalen Hurts that can just kind of get hit and has been able to evolve and protect his body like he hasn't taken many sacks he hasn't been hit that often Lou and it's just a good place to be with whoever your quarterback is knowing that he has that time and uh, Jalen's sitting back there with loads of time in the pocket it's just now how can he evolve to play to his strengths in a game that we're gonna see if they really built for their division you know and this is where we are we're playing Dallas it's Dallas week like our people gotta be fired up man I'm ready to go like this is a huge test you're going against a Dallas offense that is going to be together for years. I mean, Dak Prescott, he has his extension. They have their guys there, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. They have the running backs. They have their tight ends. We have a lot of that same thing, Lou. Like, get your guys and get our guys, and mm-hmm. let's get ready to go. Like, yeah. let's line up on Monday. I'm I'm psyched for this game. It's going to be a big indicator of where this team stands all in all I in agree. the NFL. I agree. It's going to be a awesome start for our NFC East matchups on Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys this Monday. It's the start of Dallas week. We're going to get into it coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. 
But if you want to get more involved in the game, Lou, and I think both you and I will, and it mm-hmm. is Dallas week, so we know a lot about both of these teams on either side, you could go to a little website called betonline.ag and throw some money on some player props or even bet on your team. And with all eyes going back to the gridiron this season, why not start another football season at betonline.ag, which is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season with their new updated site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests, which you can make your own player props. I've never seen that in betting. Definitely go to Bet Online. They be, they continue to be the number one source for everything football. And right now, if you use the promo code NFL100 and you sign up today, you'll receive an 100% welcome bonus on your initial deposit just by signing up. I mean, you're doubling your money, free money. Everybody wants some of that in this day and age. So from football, basketball, boxing, UFC, NBA is right around the corner. NHL is right around the corner. Your favorite Vegas casino games are always there. I'm a big roulette guy, so you know I'm playing at betonline.ag in this 2021 season. This is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online at your online sportsbook experts and use the promo code LOCKEDON on your initial deposit as well. Eagles fans, it's Louis DiBiase. I want to tell you about an app that everybody that buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon in cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon in cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN at GetUpside. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back in. This is Locked on Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri kicking off Dallas week. It starts early this year, week three, Monday night football in Dallas. And Gino, I was kind of thinking about this rivalry today, as most people do when this uh, first game of the year starts off between the Eagles and the Cowboys. And I'm just looking at the history, specifically in the 2000s. It's crazy to look at how these two teams, like how competitive and how close they've been in the 21st century. In the 21st century, 10 times these two teams have been a game or two apart in the standings. And six times in that span, it's been within one game or it's been all tied up. It really, there isn't a lot of moments in the last 20 years, the last two decades, where one of these teams is rebuilding and the other one is the contender. This just seems to be the team that is your biggest rival. I mean, without a doubt, mm-hmm. rivalries come down to head-to-head matchups. They come down to how competitive you are. And you can't talk about two teams that I think have bashed helmets more competitively right. in this division and maybe in the NFL than the Eagles and Dallas Cowboys. I mean, there's a discussion for Steelers and Ravens, but in my heart of hearts, Lou, I don't think you get better football than when these two teams play each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, back to the Buddy Ryan days 
with the the bounty gate back in the day right. and Jimmy Johnson calling them all those names and even the early 2000s years where the Eagles bested them a lot of the times with McNabb the 44 to 6 game the Kyle Orton overtime game to Brandon Boykin but then at the other times the Eagles have come out on the wrong side of it and it's one of those things that it's not like a New England and Buffalo type of rivalry where one team is dominated for two decades. Or like Brown it, Steelers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a big Packers, brother, Bears. little brother type thing. Yeah, yeah in college right. football, like Michigan, Michigan State type of ordeal. Right. Oregon, Oregon State. This is a true rivalry game, Lou. And uh, when I pick the schedule and I have for the last couple of years – I always think they can sweep like Washington or the Giants, mm-hmm. but I always have them splitting a game one and one with Dallas. And As it just seems to do. be that way. Yeah, which they yeah. normally do. Yeah, no, I agree. And especially in Dallas, the Eagles have struggled over the last five years. They're one and four in Dallas mm-hmm. in the last five matchups. So that's something that they do want to kind of overcome. They haven't really they haven't won there since that blowout right. where Carson Wentz went off on Sunday night football in the Super Bowl twenty seventeen season. But yeah, Gino, I mean, like I said, there's just every year there's been years where Washington and New York have theirs, right? But it's always inconsistent. The most consistent thing in this very inconsistent division is the Eagles Cowboys competitiveness. Like it's been in years where it's been down to the Eagles and Cowboys battling for the division where they're the top two teams in the standings, the last 10 years, it's happened in 2019, 2018, 2017, 2014, 2013, and 2011, over 50% of the time. And you mentioned a couple of the games, like there's been so many do or die matchups between these two where it's like winner kind of takes it in week 16 or 17, yeah. right? La- uh, two years ago, 2019, Wentz versus Dak. At Lincoln Financial Field week, uh, week 16, people forget about the 2014 game because the Cowboys won that game on Sunday Night Football. And then the one you mentioned, Nick Foles v. Kyle Orton. I mean, it came down to it 2009. The Eagles got blown out in Dallas. You mentioned the 44-6 game in 2008. I mean, going back to the last 15 years, there's been so many of those moments between these two. I think back to, honestly, the worst season was when they lost three to Dallas. I think that was uh, 09, was it? Um, yeah, where they, they got they got blown out in week seventeen for the division. Yep. They had to go back to it was the McNabb air guitar game. They had to go yes. back to Dallas oh the gosh, next that's week. What it was the only the touchdown? Th- yeah, and then they got blown out two weeks in a row in the wild because that was round. the opening playoff game in Jerry yep. World, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, and the only they had person, that whole big. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say it's a weird thing I remember, but Michael Vick as a third string quarterback was the only one to throw a touchdown that game for the Eagles to Jeremy Macklin as a rookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember that whole like ordeal with the whole McNabb thing because oh, they had the so where the cringe. fans can watch the players walk yeah. out and like that was innovative in the NFL at the time. And right. I remember that camera shot, and I wasn't watching the game because I was at. Uh, National Lacrosse League, Rochester Nighthawks versus Buffalo Bandits at the time, which was the biggest rivalry. I was a season ticket holder, but I could see a TV inside of one of the press or one of the boxes for like the luxury ticket holders. So I was watching the game through somebody else's box. And I remember seeing that score because I recorded the game at home. I was going to go watch. I got home and I said, there's no way I'm going to do this to myself. Like, I can't stomach seeing this third loss. And I I just haven't seen that in quite some time. And it just goes to show you, Lou, like it's so back and forth because then there's years where the Eagles absolutely dominate them. Like that 44-6 game, those two teams were so evenly matched. And the Eagles just, I mean, just put the dagger in their heart early in that game and – 
I thinking back to the the 90s and the 80s when the Dallas was just so dominant and it's just gone back and forth and that is the ultimate definition of a rivalry in my book and I I love these games because at any given time it could go a certain way where Dallas gets their call the not clear and concise recovery of the fumble a couple years ago if you remember that oh I do all too well (laughs) The Jason Witten push-off in the overtime back in 2016, which I will continue to say he did push off. Yeah, they've kind of gotten screwed over in Dallas a bunch of times the last five bunch years of times, when you think my about friend. it. Yes, sir, they have. That clear and concise fumble recovery, Lou. Oh, my gosh. There were seven guys on the ball for the Eagles, and they did not retain possession. Utterly it, disappointing yeah. how bad the refs are, and they haven't gotten any better. No, they haven't. I remember that game, too. And it, it is interesting thinking about what if, though, if the Eagles win that game, they probably don't shut down Carson Wentz because at that point you won three straight. You're seven and six. Does Wentz beat the Rams and Texans in the next two weeks? Like, do you win the do you make the playoffs in 2018 if Nick Foles never comes in? It's kind of a fascinating scenario to think about. But yeah, I mean, 2016, 2018, they just haven't had a lot of luck. 2019, I remember after that Sunday night football blowout in Dallas, people were talking about blowing it up at that point, right? I mean, there's been some bad moments um, in Jerry world lately, so I'm hoping Jalen Hurts can go in there on Monday and kind of rewrite that recent history. But again, Gino, these two teams are so close. Like you said, it's not the Patriots-Bills type of rivalry where Tom Brady's beating up on little brother for two decades, and I think it's going to be the same this year. I think you know, Washington's going to be competitive. I don't think New York is very far off in strength of roster compared to any of these teams. I don't think any of them are really great teams. But I think once again this year, if I had to pick two teams to be battling it out at the end of the season with that late matchup in Philadelphia, I think it's the Eagles and Cowboys again. That's a fair assessment, Lou. I don't think the Giants are near what their potential is just in the way that their offense and defensive lines have been playing, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And then you look at Washington without having Fitzpatrick. That's a huge issue to not have your quarterback there as good as your defense is. We saw what a good to great to elite defense could be in Chicago a couple of years ago when you don't have a quarterback that can win you games like they had with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Taylor Heineke is a serviceable guy, but is he going to take you far? And right now you look at it, Lou, the most basic essence of football is that it's one in the trenches. Dallas and the Eagles have two of the best offensive lines in the league. Mm-hmm. Both of them can move the ball very well. The Eagles defense has had a lot more upside than Dallas has had. But at the same time, Dallas is one of these top five to six offenses in the league right now where they could score points at will. So just to break it down like that, Dallas sure has the upper hand right now, in my opinion. But I wouldn't be shocked that if the Eagles had a chance to knock out Dallas in week 16 and Mm -hmm. lower their record a little bit while the Eagles are kind of middling, I wouldn't be shocked at that. But let's set the tone early. Like You have an opportunity that you haven't had for the past five years play Dallas this early in the season make people in your division perk up their eyebrows a little bit like make them get put on notice especially going against a Dallas team that's out Demarcus Lawrence out Lyle Collins Amari Cooper was out the last couple days of practice with a rib injury the Eagles are just as beat up so hey let's get the next man up mentality this young coaching staff can go against a coaching staff and Mike McCarthy which is an enigma in itself Mm -hmm. this is a this is a good matchup they're not playing the Bucs they're not playing the Chiefs playing the Dallas Cowboys and in this division you can win on any given Sunday and I think there's a very good chance that on Monday night Lou the Eagles could surprise people and win this game 
Guys, today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar on the planet by far. It's Built Bar. Normally nine delicious flavors, but Gino, we have a limited time flavor right now, and it's called Cookie Dough Chunk. And let me tell you, man, I don't know if you've had it yet, but this is by far, I think, their best flavor. It's out of control, dude. Oh, my I've gosh. Had one, since they sent them to me, I've had one every Same. single day. As I'm soon as I the box, it, I only have three more. I got one left, dude. They gave me a box of six. I got <laughs> one left, but I'm for sure going to order some more because those things are the best tasting yeah. protein slash health bar you want to say uh, that I've ever had in my entire life since I've been eating them since 12 years old, I would say. Yeah, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. There was real cookie dough in these bars. You've got coconut as well, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, something for everybody's style of flavor. And best of all, they're a healthy alternative to that everyday snack. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar, guys. It's all the flavor without all of the guilt. Go to BuiltBar.com. I can get you 15% off to Today, when you use our promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at BuiltBar.com for 15% off your first order. And while you're enjoying those delicious Built Bars and you're watching the game, I hope that you're watching it on DirecTV Stream. Mm-hmm. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch all the game live, and then another where you stream your favorite shows. And I have two TVs in my living room, and even with that, we have a couple people staying at the right. house. So we have like four or five different things going at once. Yeah. So somebody's watching on their phone. Somebody's got their parents log in for something. So why not keep everything together and everybody could get exactly what they want and all their entertainment needs by getting direct TV stream. It brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. It's the best that you don't have to go searching through the couch for your remote because one <laughs> – just proves it all, and you could just use it for everything. Truly a universal remote, and Direct TV Stream is for anybody. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, Gino, we're wrapping up this Wednesday edition of Locked on Eagles. Starting off Dallas week as the Eagles take on the Cowboys. Week three, Monday night football, a battle between these two one-and-one rivals. And at the end of segment two, we were kind of talking about how these two teams right now, I think, are the teams to beat in the NFC East. And you said that the Cowboys have the advantage. And I would agree, right, because of a few things. The Cowboys have the better quarterback. They have a top quarterback. Dak Prescott is one of the best in football now. Um, That doesn't rewrite history. That doesn't mean it was always Dak Prescott over Carson Wentz. It doesn't mean Dak Prescott was in 2016 and 2017 what he is now. But he has taken the progressions. He has taken the uh, the steps and the snaps to become a top 10 quarterback. When you look at that, the proven star skill position players they have, specifically Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, they have a good offensive line. I do think they have the advantage. But when it comes to the entirety of this roster between both teams – I don't know, man. I think the Eagles might have more advantages per position. That doesn't mean I would take the Cowboys or the Eagles roster over the Cowboys, but I think the Eagles might be a little bit more of a complete team. I mean, it's pretty close, but I don't know. What do you think about that? I'd say on the defensive side of the ball, I'll take the sure. Eagles. Yeah, I think that's what the 11 out of 10 times. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I don't even think it's close. I mean, on the outside, 
they do have the young digs that is getting better. But yep. besides that, their cornerbacks are still allowing, I think it's the most yards to wide receivers currently in the mm-hmm. NFL, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, at the safety position, you have a mix of guys that have been through there. you got Malik Hooker now playing back there. They might be without um, Keanu Neal, who's on the COVID list as well. They didn't have a pass rush before Demarcus Lawrence got hurt, and now he is hurt. And they're relying on Micah Parsons to rush the passer. Yeah. I'm I'm happy with where our defense is at, Lou. But mm-hmm. in terms of the offense, I think Kellen Moore is on this trajectory as an offensive play caller to be a head coach sooner rather yeah. than later. And they're really meshing well on that side of the ball. And I think it was evident in week one when they almost threw the ball 60 times. And then they come back against the Chargers and ground and pound beat the Chargers. So that's a team that is versatile. So... Mm-hmm. We're going to see who has the more versatile pieces, and that's what I think it comes down to because both of these teams have areas of very good strength, and they have areas that are weaknesses. And between the Eagles' play-calling issues that are currently going on and the Dallas' ability to score points, there could be a chance that Dallas could just get up a couple scores and the Eagles can't move the ball, or the Eagles' defense could just continue to perform as well as we've seen them perform and be that real sword in the thigh, uh, side, thorn in the side, excuse mm-hmm. me, for the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, which defense really hasn't seemed to figure out yet. Yeah, between, again, I think the Eagles have the advantage on defense and I think the Cowboys have the advantage on offense. But if you were telling me which one of this, these teams, which one of their weaknesses becomes a strength on Monday, I think there's a much better chance the Eagles' offense could keep pace against Dak Prescott against the Cowboys' unit then there is a better chance that the Cowboys defense just completely shuts down that offense. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. those that is the battle of the two weaker units in this game, the Eagles offense against the Cowboys defense. Um, but I, I would bank on the Eagles offense winning that matchup more than vice versa. So that's where, again, I, I like the Cowboys still better as a team based on where they have advantages. But I, I think there's a better shot that the Eagles offense does more than Dallas's defense on Monday. Yeah, and especially because we have seen the Eagles' offense be able to do things against a right. uh, less superior defense. Yeah, they put up 32 just two weeks ago against a very similar style of defense, at least you know skill-wise. Yeah, I would say that that's a very good comparison, Lou, that both Atlanta and Dallas are in the lower third of when it comes yeah. to defending all essences of an offense. But it comes down to who can be in the right position at the right time, get their guys in the right position, I think Dallas has been more consistent in those first two games, but you're right at any time, and especially last week, Lou. Like the Eagles were only one or two th- plays away from being up two scores on San Fran, and if that goes right and the, the the turnovers, the ball starts to bounce in their direction, which they have been getting to the football, it just hasn't gone their way. Those little variables will start to turn in your fashion as long as you continue to play the same football that you have been playing. And uh, I've, I'm excited to see what this Eagles team can do. A big turnaround here for Nick Sirianni would be expected. And the defense just keep doing what they're doing, man. Make it difficult for yep. Dak Prescott and a beat-up offensive line to make it difficult for him and get pressure in his face, which you've done the last couple weeks, those things will start to change. Lou. The the interceptions, the fumbles will come. The guys will not run their routes out of bounds as often mm-hmm. like Jalen Rager did last week. Quez Watkins will win those fit foot races. San Fran's a good team. Like You're coming off losing to a team that has aspirations to be a Super Bowl contender. Don't hold your hat too low. 
Like now we get back up for round three and we're going in against an opponent like one and one record, man. One and one record. That's right. And I'd say the Eagles have a knockout. Don't know if Dallas has a knockout, but right now the Eagles have the punching power, my friend. Like they're going to be in games all season long. And if this is a one score game that the Eagles win, wouldn't be shocked. If it's a one score game that the Eagles lose, I also wouldn't be shocked. It's a Dallas Cowboys game against the Eagles. Doesn't matter who is on the field. It just comes down to which team plays harder. And that's what most of these NFC East matchups come down to. Get ready, folks. It's going to be a fun one come Monday night. It's Dallas week. Gino and I are going to dive deeper into this matchup tomorrow with our crossover Thursday with Locked On Cowboys host Marcus Mosher. Be on the lookout for that episode as well as Locked On QB1 on Friday. We'll dive deep into Jalen Hurts in his matchup against the Dallas defense, so be sure to subscribe to Locked On Eagles for five episodes a week, Monday through Friday, wherever you subscribe to podcasts and our YouTube channel as well. And we're always talking birds on Twitter as well, at LockdownBirds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DBLCLOE. We've also got written content as well at Fox 43. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go birds. Fly, Eagles.